Hi, I'm D. <laughs> and I'm Chris. And I'm Paris. Our special guests from Terrible Book Club join us once again to discuss the Mkhahab. <laughs> we're not quite the terrible antique book freaks today because we don't have Ken. I guess we're the terrible antique freaks. Well, terrible no, the terrible book the terrible book is here. It's just is D the antique or the freak? Ooh. Oh, I've always been the. freak. I feel like D is the freak. Certified yeah. Oh wow! Yes. Wait. We, oh shit! That's we said a that really at the same time. Idea. Certified antique freak seven days a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. I gotta write that down. Oh. <laughs> so we're the we're the uh. Terrible Book Freak Club. That's what this is when we don't have Ken? Yep. Yeah, Ken is well, out sure. making unspeakable noises in the West Virginia wilderness. So... I thought you were going to say making unspeakable choices, which also <laughs> would have worked. Can I... I want it to be the Terrible Freak Club because there's no books involved in this episode. Okay, yeah, we could be the Terrible Freak Club. All right, Club. we're Terrible yeah. Freaks. All right. Yes. I mean, I feel like that... <laughs> All right. Speaking of terrible things, D, what are we here for? Well, let me take you on a journey. A small town in England. A small museum in the small town. Is there mist? There's mist. It's so wet and rainy Excellent. like it always is in England. Ooh. Ooh, and dim. And oh, it's so dim. Oh, man. That's what I like. Oh, yeah. on the horizon. Ooh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Paris, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I like a good stormy dim time too, but look, man, it's been blazing hot here yeah, and true. sunny and dry. I was in Wyoming, like my had a nosebleed every day, literally. Oh my god! Let me have my moistness. Okay. All right, Nip. okay, fine. All right, all right. Back sorry, to that. Sorry, D. Back to that Excuse misty, me. misty town. That misty museum in the misty town. We are in Thirsk, North Yorkshire, England, and inside this little museum. A chair hangs from the ceiling like a particularly naughty spider. Now you might ask yourself, why is this chair being punished by hanging? <laughs> chair crimes. Why does gravity punish this chair? <laughs> as it happens, Sentenced in chair court. As it happens, chair crimes extremely accurate. Oh. Hmm, Let me take you back know. in time. Whoosh. Wait, but if you're being judged in chair court and everyone that is there is a chair, what do they sit in? Oh, my God. Well, chairs only stand, Chris. <laughs> oh, chairs don't sit. They only stand. What a cruel fate. They stand to, to, to forever be sat be, upon. To, <laughs> they crouch. To forever be supporting others. <laughs> All right. Take us away, D. I'm excited. We're going to go back in time. We're in the year 1702. It all smells like Ooh. shit. Everything smells like <laughs> sewage. But but we don't notice because we also smell like sewage. So it's it's great. Exactly. A man named Thomas Busby is in the counterfeiting business <laughs> with a man named Daniel Awedi. <laughs> all right, we're already dying. Just I don't know why. We got the it's giggles over here with these names. The stupidest <laughs> names in Christendom. <laughs> like, it's just the most British shit ever. Like, I'm well, Mr. Busby. Mr. Busby. Busby Did you know that witty. my parents were bee farmers? And so they called us the Busbies? This is Mr. Busby. Sorry. Apologies for all of the Busbies that maybe that probably are listening <laughs> to this. Of will Busbies, then, I bet. Dear madam, I am Sim yeah. Mr. Busby of the fourth. How okay. dare you? 
Ugh. Anyway, all right, Busby and Els Els Fox or whatever his name was. I forget. Uh, a Weddy. A Weddy. Thank you. In some versions of this story, Daniel Aweddy is Thomas Busby's father-in-law. In every version of this story, they are they are forging coins together in a secret passage in Daniel Aweddy's ho- ancestral home of the last year, Danity Hall. Okay, that was cool, although I really thought you were going to say in some versions he's like his step husband dad i thought you were gonna say lovers i'm gonna say in every version they are lovers <laughs> <There's>, that <laughs> can't, it can't it, be ruled out because it's not guaranteed help me, that step forger i'm stuck in the secret passage <laughs> if you want them to be kissing oh, no. they can be kissing in your mind right now <laughs> i mean it's 1702 they're two dudes in a wall in some mansion in england like they're probably kissing they're probably that's, they're that's probably cool. kissing uh, but that is pretty cool. This is a cool story that I'm ruining, so please continue. No, well, by all means. Now, Thomas Busby was an angry man and a drunk man, the owner of a local inn. And one night, for reasons murky, Busby goes to Danity Hall, which I have to mention because it cracked me up so hard. It's called Danity Hall because his name is Daniel Oweddy, and he just said his own name really fast. <laughs> oh, I'm not making that God. up. That's like a matter of record. I I thought it was like <laughs> a, a hall full of Dan's. Like, wow, that's a Danity Hall, all right. <laughs> so many Dan's. Nope, just one Dan. Dude, that's God, what that's like a portmanteau from like a two okay, thousand. So that means my hall would be like Krusewitz Hall. No, Chrisery Hall. But you have to have the wits at the end. Chrisowitz Hall. Yeah, yeah. And you're Oh, I my Parbo. <laughs> Paribo Paribo Hall <laughs> Paribo Hall Delightful Paribo Hall Oh yeah that okay that is extra stupid Danity Hall Yeah I couldn't let it pass without mentioning that that's why it was called that Oh no you did the right thing D. On this one rain, especially rainy blustery dark dark night Busby leaves oh. his inn and goes to Danity Hall his father-in-law's residence, possibly. His lover's residence, possibly. Definitely his counterfeit coin <laughs> partner in crime residence. With a hammer and bludgeons his ass all the way to death. Okay, oh. they were definitely lovers. Like, this is evidence. <laughs> this is evidence. Now, what this, what, what brought this argument about that led to the murder is unknown. All that's known is that they argued a lot and... They did not like each other a lot near the end, which was perhaps mm. capstoned by the fact that he murdered him with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Uh... I generally, don't do that to people I enjoy the company of. Yeah, that seems bad. But what? So were was there? Uh, were there witnesses who could speak to what they argued about uh, prior to the murder? There is legend only. Ah, uh, but no specific legends. Just legend. Just generic store brand legend. Yeah, unfortunately, not a, there's not a lot we can go on other than stories. Um, some say that night they argued over Busby's wife, Daniel Awetti's daughter, although there is no historical record of her existing. Lovers, 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 lovers. Some say they argued over their take in a counterfeiting crime they had recently done. Some say it was both in that after arguing over how much money they would get from counterfeiting coins, 
Daniel Awedi threatened to take his daughter away from Thomas Busby forever. Maybe it was just some dumb bullshit. Maybe it was an argument over a particularly comfy chair. Do we think that daughter actually was just penis? Like, do we think that's how this whole ruse happened? <laughs> like, like they were having sex with each other, and he's like, I'm going to take my daughter away. You're not going to be able to have sex with my daughter ever again. Well, yeah, because, cause, like, you could argue about it in public. And honestly, like, so many people at that time had a bunch of, I don't know, bastard kids they didn't want anyone to see. So if you had some daughter that no one ever saw, people were like, oh, yeah, that tracks. That's fine. Yeah, that would explain That's, why there right, are stories is... about her and no proof that she existed. Exactly. Right. I don't know. I think my theory is gaining legs. Okay. All right. Well, does it have as many legs as a chair that is comfy? <gasps> oh. I don't know. Well, oh, I don't know. So... I don't know if this chair is comfy. <laughs> There's one version of this argument that one drunken night, Thomas Busby came to his inn and saw his father-in-law or partner in crime or partner in eroticism sitting in his favorite chair. Is that enough to bludgeon someone's ass to death? I don't think so, but I'm not Busby. No, no, that's ridiculous. Ruined my ass groove. <laughs> yeah, unless this, was a, unless this was a particularly form-fitting chair. I, uh, it's a regular that. chair. Wait, so no padding? No padding, it's just wood. Just I mean, I guess wood can have an ass groove, but you got to really be working at that your whole life. <laughs> Why you were so upset? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Aweddy's absence is noticed pretty damned quickly, and uh, they didn't waste any time in arresting Busby. Okay, so the cops were like, oh yeah, it was Busby, wasn't it? They were fighting all the goddamn time, so when it came to prime suspects, he came up number one. He was arrested, charged with Aweddy's murder, and that summer he was tried and sentenced. He was gibbeted, sit in the chair, given the tar dippins, and sentenced to corpse model in a stoop, which is just what they called the posts that held the gibbeted bodies, that was facing his own inn. Okay, is gibbeting is gibbeting the tarring and feathering? Gibbeting something else, right? Uh, gibbeting is, I think it's just hanging them. Okay, I'm sorry. the The gibbet is actually just to hang the dead body. So he was hung, he was hung to death, dipped in tar to preserve the corpse, and put in the gibbet, which was actually a hanging cage that holds the body so ah. that everyone can look at it and know to not be naughty in the future. Oh, the cage, that's what the gibbet is. Yeah. Okay. So he was hanged, tarred, then gibbeted. Oh, wow, weird, weird series of events there, but okay, all right. Facing his own inn. Ah... Yeah, I mean, what the fuck was the purpose of that? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how that. Just... Uh, yeah, like, well, oh, in this is your fault, building. <laughs> now you have to look upon you the like. Did, what don't is? you dare, Steve! Don't beat anyone to death, in. You're the one who had that chair in you, you stupid fucking in. <laughs> yeah, what's the point of that? Is it to like scare his customers away? Uh, like, it was... so, like his children that inherit it or something can't like do business. Uh, I don't know. It was actually Odd. posited that they might have done it to make the inn more famous because the government would then seize it. Oh, okay, <laughs> that makes way more sense. Because people love to see a hanging, they love to see a gibbeting, and like... let's go stay at the inn where they hung the owner. Exactly. Honey, uh, <laughs> what a romantic time. Which, it's hanged. which hanged. um, you're not too far off because after the inn was seized and sold, it was renamed the Busby Stoop Inn. 
Okay. I thought you said the Busby Stupid Inn, and I was like, all right, you Look got at me him, there. Stupid over there. No, they named it That Dead Bitch's Idiot Inn. <laughs> it's, it's official name. <laughs> Imagine like the, you know, you're, it's like you're, it's the beginning of some, you know, scenic British horror movie. And as you're walking up through the mist, you got the creepy music in the background and the, the mist clears and the sign just says the stupid bitch in and (laughs) this dead bitch in. (laughs) All right. So the government is like, all right, not only are we going to murder this guy for being a murderer, we're also going to take his shit and get money in the process. Exactly. Good. All right. Cool. But we came here to discuss chairs. And perhaps you're wondering where the chair fits into this sordid tale. I do. Yeah, I am. I am wondering. I'm really enjoying being the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Dude, when I was a kid, I wanted to become the Crypt Keeper. Like, I was... The Crypt Keeper was my, my fucking jam. I loved the Crypt Stop Keeper. drinking that water. You'll get there. <laughs> I'm a desiccated Oscar. <laughs> I hated the Crypt Keeper unfairly because the first episode I ever watched when I was young was the one where a guy kills and stuffs a cat, and I was so upset I never watched it again. <gasps> oh my god, I don't remember that. It's um, the one where his my... wife taxidermies him in return. Oh, that's pretty sick, though. It's it's like super cool, but I was like, I was just too young. Yeah, I not to get too off track here, real quick. Yeah, I similarly, I similarly <laughs> had a had like. I was way too into the Crypt Keeper when I was, like, too young. I remember seeing Bordello of Blood, and then I looked up the year it came out, and I was like, oh, I had terrible parents. I? <laughs> so I think I was, like, six when I saw Bordello of Blood. Oh, boy. See, it yeah, was it was my own not... mischief that led me to watch it. Um, so my, grandma, oh. my grandma took naps at specific times of the day, and I would sneakily flick the channel over. Ah, uh, yes. Grandma's napping at crypt time. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the crypt keeper's in her own crypt. Well, I was going to try to see if I could do a crypt keeper laugh, but I don't think I can. It's a very high-pitched one. It's hard to do. Well, let's hear about this chair, then. Before Busby was dragged out and dipped into heart, which I think is very funny for some reason, one tale tells that Busby was granted a last wish to have a drink at his own inn and sit in his favorite chair one last time before he died. Which contained the antidote to hanging. <laughs> right into his butt cheeks. <laughs> For unknown reasons on leaving the inn to be hung, Busby cursed out the chair and said death would come to anyone who sat in that goddamn chair. Which is so petty. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck well, you, chair. And also, it's just, it's, it's Also, not, you sat in it. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> that's also such a stupid fucking curse because, yeah, anyone who sits in the chair will eventually die. What are you, a fucking, like, shitty horoscope in the newspaper? Like, <laughs> that's not a very effective curse. Like, the, uh, the funnier version is that he was arrested at the inn, sitting in the chair, and as they grabbed him to, to drag him away, he just suddenly and drunkenly screamed the curse out which is an interesting reaction to being arrested hey man it's 1702 <laughs> imagine like, the I, cops I are coming and they're like hey you definitely did a murder like come on you knew this was gonna <laughs> happen and this motherfucker's like I hope whoever says this is just fucking dead <laughs> like, <laughs> alright well, well the cops are like I guess fine yeah. you're, you're I mean, curse really- magic <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> I, I think I know where this is going, though. Okay. Now, I'm going to make a prediction here. This story is used to sell the chair for more money than some fucking chair is worth? No. Oh, okay. I was incorrect. It's a good guess, though. It's a good guess. I do love that topic. Let the the antiques creeper tell you. However it came about, um, we are certain that Busby, I guess, liked that chair way too much for another man to fart in it. But also didn't like it at the end. Wait, so was he just was he just a phrenophiliac? Like (laughs) the guy that loves a chair? How do you know the word for that a chair? That was really... Worker? How long have you been right. sitting on that? How do you know? Uh, well, okay. You see, uh, a couple years ago, or more than a couple years ago, maybe 15, 18 years ago, I was I going through... <laughs> <laughs> no. I was going through a bookstore that was closing down, and one of their clearance books was a little uh, a little book, and it was just it's just all a bunch of fetishes. It's just like every fetish, and it's in this handy little cute book. And I, I used to just keep it in my bathroom. And people really liked it. They really enjoyed going to the bathroom and reading about fetishes. And so, yeah. Okay. Fun. You ever Acceptable, think about how many people you gave fetishes to through that book? Oh, I'm sure many people had awakenings in my bathroom. Don't you worry. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I still have that book. I, I don't know why. Oh, I think just because my current bathroom is so tiny. I didn't want to risk anything, you know, getting ruined. So I, I stopped putting it in the bathroom, but. Anyway. <laughs> okay, moving on. You know, there's probably a cooler word for that, but that was the word in the book, so who knows? <laughs> Chair fuckers. That's, I, smart, that's what I always You're so smart. With. You know so many things, Paris. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not smart. Moving on. And so, through the years, it became known that Busby's chair was haunted. And it Ooh. would kill you. But was it haunted with his farts is the question. Um, no, probably just the all of him, because we meet the first victim of the chair. Ooh. An unnamed chimney sweep was said to have sat in the chair while drinking, and he left, and then the next morning he was found hung from the post next to Busby's gibbet. Okay, that's... that's pretty ridiculous. So not only did he die in the chair... (laughs) He also was hanged in the same spot. He didn't die in the chair. He died after, a day after sitting in the oh, chair and right. was found in the in in a line next to where uh, the other dude was gibbeted. How how long ago was this from uh, the time of Busby's death? <laughs> Two hundred years. <laughs> Slow curse, okay, huh? So, right, so... <laughs> real gotta cook up the energy for a while there. Yeah, those... <sighs> drunken curses take a lot longer to manifest. So, Don't drink and curse. So this was 1902? 1894. Okay, but pretty close. Yeah, wow. Sorry, right. I roughly, wait, roughly. But, I'm not good at math. Well, wait, were there were there earlier mysterious chair deaths or it really took like 190-something years? If there were, up? no one talked about them. Wow, weird. Okay, all right. Except the friend that that guy had been drinking with that night made a deathbed confession that he'd robbed and murdered the chimney sweep. Oh. And then hung him to make well, it look like a suicide. Well, that'll well, there goes that fucking legend, huh? Well, not okay. quite, because why did he do it? Ah, it was the chair. So did did the murderer also sit in the chair? And the chair was like, you know what, I'm gonna let you get this one, and then just like infused him with murderous murderous lust. 
<laughs> Maybe. Chair can only act through others. All right. Yeah, the chair the chair needs your ass in it. And then it infiltrates you. <laughs> the next victims of the chair would be various RAF airmen. <laughs> um, it became uh... a popular watering hole during the World War II, the second of them. And the airmen made made wonderful sport of telling each other to sit in a chair. What a thrilling times they must have had. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. Dude, so you're going around the bars like, have a seat in the chair, lad. And they're like, yeah, that's fucking great. Let's do it. Well, Put no, my- because it had it had the mystique of being the Yeah, they'd be chair, like, right? are, you gonna, are, you man oh. enough, are you fucking man oh, enough to sit in this spooky chair? It was a known quantity death chair. Yes. I thought, you know, okay, well, that makes it stupid. I guess it's how you attract people to the pub, right? right. You're like, oh, yeah. it's the death chair. Wait, but like, they're all in the Royal Air Force, so they're all going to probably die i mean statistics are kind of on our side here yeah you know so the legend is that the airmen who sat in the chair are the ones who never returned from the war Uh. and actually hilariously enough uh one of the airmen who sat in the chair um this was years later this is um 1968 uh another raf airman sat in the chair and he just got hit by a car (laughs) <laughs> all right well how soon after like he just like uh, leaving gets up from the chair and immediately okay yeah like it was so it was it was two gentlemen in the raf they both sat in the chair and they were like haha we sat in the chair again thrilling sport in england uh and they both <laughs> did and they their car got hit and they both died oh it's sunday it's so good it's a great day for a good chair sit huh? especially the death chair you crazy motherfucker, you done sat in that chair. <laughs> I just feel like this data set's missing a few data points. Like, we're only hearing about a handful of people who sat in the chair and then met their end soon after. What about all the people that sat in the chair and were fine and lived normal lives? You're really going to tell me that for 194 years or whatever, like, nobody, nobody sat in and lived and had a normal life? We don't know. I think it might be bullshit to get people to go to the pub. I think you're totally right, and I'm trying to ruin it because I hate it so much. I hate when people do this shit. The chair's bloodlust only increased into the 1970s. Oh. Is it possibly just because we had more ability to communicate easily and therefore spread (laughs) the rumors that were totally lies? Uh, My favorite and... Uh, I apologize for saying the word favorite about this, but like a cleaning lady was uh, everyone, you know, there was a whole big like e gasp. She knocked into the chair while she was cleaning and was shortly after diagnosed with a brain tumor. So apparently the the chair also sometimes picks the slow road. Okay. (laughs) They're saying like, yeah, it just seems to like anything can happen if you sit in the chair. Uh, some of the stories specifically mention a quote unquote number of cyclists and motorcyclists who suffered fatal road accidents, which, you know, wouldn't have happened otherwise for sure. Yeah. Well, and here, the other thing, the weird thing about the, the housekeeper one is like, she didn't even sit in it. She just kind of nudged it a little bit. <laughs> she knocked it over. Yeah. And then it was just like so brain tumor for you. <laughs> wouldn't this mean that like any rodent, any mouse or rat or fly that happened to land upon it or glance it would also die i mean if, like everyone like it's a, like a busy bar like everyone's knocking into that thing 
Yeah, that's... Oh, man. All right, sorry. I know I'm ruining this for anyone, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know that anyone was taking it super seriously to yeah. begin with. Okay, all right, all right. You're usually the straight man, Paris, so like that that's what they're tuning in for. I am typically the ruiner. It's true. It's my job in life. But what of the hitchhiker who was run over by a car <sighs> after s- sleeping in the pub for two nights on the chair? Which... I mean, like, this, all right, this legend is only missing, like, the young bride that, that, you know, it's like, we got, we got the guy in the fucking cage, we got a, a chimney sweep, uh, we've got, uh, RAF pilots, cyclist pilots, we've got a hitchhiker, where's the young bride, where's the young bride legend, that's all we're missing. Uh, there actually isn't one, I'm sorry. Oh, wow, okay, this was almost, this was almost a complete, uh, amalgamation of uh, a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. And what the of the chair. local man who suffered a heart attack in a bar after sitting in the chair? <laughs> and then that night, there was a hook on the chair. Eh, <laughs> man door, hand hook, chair door. Yes. Mm. But what of the oh. builders? A group of construction workers who bullied the youngest of their of their group into sitting in the wretched chair. After which, the man fell through the roof of a building and died. Construction work being the safest of all jobs, so unthinkable that this would happen. Isn't it actually more dangerous than being a police officer by far? Yes. I'm pretty sure I saw saw some graphs about that recently. Okay, I I would like you to just rapid fire us some more chair victims, D. Just let's let's Uh, get through this data set. There's only one more. Oh, okay. So, so after young after the, bride. <laughs> after the construction worker did a Looney Tunes right into the ground, <laughs> the proprietor of the bar, Mr. Earnshaw, was either sick of the chair taking lives or really just sick of everyone blaming the chair for it. And he yeah, yeah, no put kidding. the chair in the cellar so no one could sit on it. But he didn't do enough. A delivery man from the brewery <laughs> found the chair and said, ha, the death chair, I'm going to go sit my ass down. Was it labeled? (laughs) Was it just like, I mean, was it not just a chair in a basement that you could sit on because you just hauled a keg? Uh, So it's actually possible that he didn't know it was the death chair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Earnshaw like went on like, oh, a chair. <laughs> Earnshaw went on record to say that when the delivery man left, he said that chair is too comfortable to be left down in the basement. I think it's weirder if you do a delivery and you're like, huh, I'm gonna sit in that and then leave. <laughs> and then compliment the chair on the way <laughs> I out. I actually think yeah. that's far stranger. That is pretty weird. Like that just smells like a made up. I mean, yeah, you me. know, I'm just gonna say if you really there's a way to make sure no one ever sits in a chair ever again. It is with a hammer. The very thing (laughs) that started this curse. The very hammer. But Earnshaw himself said that the chair was an incredible tourist attraction. So what I think is so funny about the, the, um, the beer delivery guy is like that story about him saying, well, that sure was the comfiest chair I ever sat just sounds like, and then everyone clapped. You know, it just, <laughs> yeah. Then Earnshaw totally gave him ten dollars, and everyone clapped. And Albert yeah. Einstein came to see the chair and declared E equals M C comfortable. No M chair squared. <laughs> yeah. The C E equals M squared. M C squared. Yes. <laughs> that joke came out flawless. 
um, that delivery man, his van went off the road and he died that same day. Oh, oh of course. Earnshaw was sick of the fucking chair and donated it to the Thirsk Museum, a museum no! dedicated to local history. Hammer, the hammer. Come on. Well, they are out there. The Thirsk Museum are the ones who decided to <laughs> give it the chair in turn. Oh, wait. They hung the chair. The I see. Chair- this is the, the uh, we're Tarantino into the beginning. I see. It all clicked into place for me, D. What quality yeah. story are you telling? Thank there you. Was there. Thank you. So, okay. Where do you hang a chair from? Like, it's it has to be like ce- a spine on the back. It's just from the ceiling. Right? Yeah, but like, what do you t- like? What part of the chair are you tying? Just think about to Elden choke Ring. the chair to death. Just think about. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you were asking how do you tie it to suspend no, it. No, 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 no. I just want to know what part of the chair do you do the so, noose? So, like, what what over? part is the throat? That's what I'm asking. I yes. mean, clearly, like where the seat hits the back. That seems like I think this. Okay. Yeah, I think I 100 percent agree. Yeah. All right. The anatomy of a chair. So we're, we're we're declaring it now. That's the chair's throat. Yes, correct. The chussy. Okay. <laughs> so every time I sit down and, and my butt touches that part yeah. of a chair. Yeah, the chair's deep throating you. Okay. The chair's giving you the business. Cool. All yeah. right. Yeah. Just checking. I want to make sure we're all saying the same thing here. <laughs> yeah, we're all on the same page. Don't worry. So... I have. I posed to you a question: Can a chair have sixty victims? Can a chair kill? I mean, if I beat sixty people to death with the chair, or like <laughs> broke it apart and like yeah. every splinter, like into a new. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a chair. Sure, a chair could kill, not consciously, but either as an implement, as Chris suggested, or just through. Sheer accident, like uh, perhaps the wood has something in it that causes some kind of fungus or disease, or just got really just got a lot of splinters, and they just get you real good. Huh? I mean, statistically, <laughs> every chair—not every chair, but like everyone's gonna have the last chair that they sit in, right? So, is th- does that mean it? Like everyone I has mean, a death chair? Yeah, and like sixty chairs over the course of what three hundred years? Sixty like, chairs. People 60 died. Chairs. Paris, not chairs. The chairs were fine. There was only one chair that was hung. Oh, oh my God! Are we? Th- I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about the deaths of chairs. No. <laughs> oh, it's the, people. The sixty. Why the fuck am I here? Who cares? Paris, really? Sixty chairs were killed. <laughs> Who cares about fucking people? I'm worried about good chairs. You can't lose any more. This is an antiques seating. podcast. We care for the real this shit. Is true. Exactly. That's true. Um, People are <laughs> born every day. A good chair takes craftsmanship and good wood, which we are running out of at a rapid rate. You can pop well, out a kid anytime. You okay. can't pop out a good chair anytime. Well, all of your skepticism, I'm proud to say, has paid off. Because there is one extremely large wrench in the works of the legend of the death chair. Oh, do tell. What could it possibly be? Thomas Busby probably never even saw the fucking thing that is now hanging in the museum. Oh, was he not born at the right time? Well, um, a furniture historian, Dr. Adam Bowett, uh, he is a researcher at the Victorian Albert Museum. Dr. Adam Bowett, a researcher at the Victorian Albert Museum, has identified the Busby stoop chair as a Kaistor chair. Uh, because of its association with a chairmaker from Lincolnshire town of Kaistor named John Shadford. 
He was a something of a local celebrity, a very skilled chairmaker, and he operated between 1843 and 1881, meaning the chair couldn't have existed until 1840. <sighs> so either we're like 138 <laughs> years off or... Someone lied, I think, Harris. I think someone lied. So yeah, they've been well, real bad. Or maybe this chair is haunted. Maybe there's a story. Maybe John Shadford cursed the shit out of this chair. Yeah, that's true. Maybe things just got kind of mucked up together or, you know, like or, washing machine shit. Here's another. What if it's not the real chair? Whoa. <gasps> there's a chair out there. Someone's still murdering. No. Do you, okay. So someone like. Oh my God! Someone chair napped the OG chair. Someone chair napped it from that basement. Oh, I know it. The delivery man faked his death to steal the chair because it was so goddamn comfortable. Yes. <laughs> but wait, Came that but wait, that didn't happen until like the nineteen somethings, right? Yeah. So he swapped it before the museum and the historian got at it with like I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. A yeah. fake, a, a double made I by mean, the other chair guy. I mean, that the, seems the keister guy. Honestly, that all seems really. Both options seem possible, right? Like either. You know, people just made this up, chose the wrong year, or someone really did swap the fucking chair out because, or like unintentionally, because I don't know if y'all have ever had like a a shared mystery basement. Like every house I've ever lived in, the basement has just had all this weird shit left over from previous tenants from God knows how long ago. No one really knows whose stuff it is. And I could totally see the real, you know, the real murder chair going downstairs and then, I don't know, through some Looney Tunes shit, like, some other chair gets left in its place, you know, or there's a lot of chairs in the basement and they take the wrong one. That seems possible to me. Yeah. Somewhere out there. I think more the likely still is lurks. that... <laughs> While I was researching this, I couldn't help but notice that a lot of the deaths were car-related, and I couldn't stop thinking, huh, is there a reason we could think why a person leaving a bar would be particularly bad at driving? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder why they might be more likely to die in a, in a car or a bicycle-related accident. So it yeah, seems like the is... bulk of the known deaths were either men who were fighting in World War II and people in cars. This is called a confounding factor, kids. <laughs> if everyone in your study is shit-faced drunk, then they're probably more likely to die in a stupid way after leaving a bar. Uh. And that's how this sordid tale is actually a story about counterfeiting. Oh? A fraud. Wait, an antique fraud. Oh, oh, the chair. Yeah, no, not the... Or the, I or mean, the coins? I guess the story or is kind both? of about counterfeiting because of the coins earlier. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to ask you, is there any evidence that the counterfeiting of the coins was actually real? Completely. There is the evidence, oh, the historical evidence shit. we do have is that Thomas Busby did exist. He did murder Daniel Awetti. They were coin counterfeiters. Oh, fuck. And okay. I, that is all I we do thought know. The whole... Oh, okay. Well, that's. Those right, parts that's are something. backed I... by are backed by historical document. Oh, sweet. Okay. All right. That's kind of cool then. I sort of thought this was all just made up in service of the chair so the bar <laughs> could get more money. Um, but that's kind of cool. Um, Interesting. And what were, do you know any details about their counterfeiting? Like, were they just making fake gold coins or something? Or were they like, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah, they were making a uh, fake royal, cur you know, the currency that had the king on it. Mm, yeah. The king, okay. the yeah, kind yeah. they started developing to stop counterfeiting was the kind they were counterfeiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that always works, right? Um, 
Okay. Was there further fraud? No, because they were both dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, so is this antiques fraud thing that you're talking about? Was there another layer here, or no? It's just a chair. Oh, okay. Because the chair is like 140 years too young. I see. Baby chair. I thought that was maybe like a, a another deeper part of the story where like they they really did swap the chair out. And... The museum oh, wasn't no. even real. Yeah, yeah. It's actually <laughs> just a guy's barn. Like, I, don't <laughs> I mean, I guess that was the last fraud episode we did where where the guys were like, "Yeah, we totally work for that museum." Just yeah, for real. The museum, no, is, honestly. Museum, the museum is actually what we call our pockets. Sorry, I forgot to. Yeah. Mention. No, mercifully, the only fraud that happened here was just by not knowing any better, and that. That, my friends, is the tale of the Busby stoop chair. Thank the you chair for that kills. <laughs> Wait, so is this chair a relative of the bed that eats? Uh, what? not confirmed, although, you know, okay. who knows? Just, I don't know, just curious. Some people said they saw them at a party together. Mm, I mean, that tracks, you know. They're about to drop an album. Just you wait. I mean, mur murder furniture does tend to stick together. Just you know? gangster rap about murderous furniture. Yeah, no, the bed that eats is uh, boasting on record. On, on a <laughs> it's it, uh, for those uninitiated, the bed that eats is a, it's a B horror movie. It does exist. It's very stupid. It's extremely stupid. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, I was yeah. actually so the inspiration for this was that. Um, Sometimes when my boyfriend is down, we will watch uh, Factor Fiction because he likes Riker oh, an awful lot. Yes. Oh man, I love Riker too. Uh, but <laughs> Factor Fiction is great. It's just one of those like, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a nostalgia show for me. It's very silly. Yeah, and they had an episode called "The Hooded Chair" about a chair that killed. It was based on the Busby Stoop chair. So I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Looked it up and found out that the chair was not from the 1700s. Oh, wait, so their hooded chair story was sort of, they were like, oh, it's fact, but we kind of changed some details. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, okay. Mostly, actually... most notably that the chair in the hooded chair is a hooded chair and not a kaistor chair. Yeah, I don't, what is a hooded chair? I'm gonna oh, Google it. They're very here. pretty. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, is it is it like what it says on the tin? Yeah, it's a chair that has like a little like ceiling hood. Oh, that's cute. Sounds fun. I don't really know why that would be practical ever, but I I kind of like the idea. I have no idea why they made it. I think it was just to look fancy in the French court. Oh, the French court. Yeah, no no reason needed. That just exactly being... like they were just like oh, this. God. Th this slaps. Oh, uh, it fucks, <laughs> and we're gonna do this from now on. We're gonna slap and fuck on it because it's the French court in seventeen something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. No need for explanation there. Um, what did we learn today? So, uh, do you guys believe? No. No, <laughs> no absolutely not. Uh, I forgot what kind of chair it was, but I was gonna say I learned that that chair didn't exist uh, between the Kai store chair. 18, yes. The Kai store chair didn't exist between eighteen before eighteen forty. And I think we all learned that we shouldn't kill anyone with a hammer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Don't I do mean, that. That's... Bad move. Also, just don't <laughs> yell at your chair. Like, it's not the chair's fault like, that you're don't the asshole that kills someone with a chair. chair. Oh, but you know we did? I don't know. Don't drink and drive. D yeah, you know. that's a good one. That's the most important no, think... lesson, I'd say. Yes. I think we also learned that um, 
if you're gonna do illegal shit, do it in your walls. Do it in your walls. Yeah. I always have a walls. secret. Buy a house with your ill-gotten gains and build a secret passage to keep doing it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's also a lesson. Uh, well, I guess that's a spoiler. I was gonna say that's also a lesson I learned from a, a popular show that's on right now, but I won't say what it is because that would give things away, and I don't want to ruin things for anyone uh, more than I already have today. You gotta, you gotta tell me after we we cut. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you the story secret. And another thing we learned: you should probably gay kiss a guy. I'm just saying. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, sound that I, bad. I feel like another thing. Yeah, that's another thing we learned. Like. If you don't actually produce proof that your daughter exists, we're just going to think you're a gay lover in the future. So, I don't know. Not that that matters, but, you know, just food for thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess just that. enjoy yeah, being gay. Sorry. Yes. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> Sources for today include thehauntedpaliceblog.wordpress.com, kaistor.co.uk, chairmakers, thethirskmuseum.org, thenortherneco.co.uk, and swordandscale.com Busby's cursed chair of death. Well, before we before we part, do you guys have anything to plug? Yeah, we have a whole podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean that's one thing you can plug. <laughs> yeah, so uh we normally do uh a show called Terrible Book Club. We've been running for, I don't know, seven years or something. I think a hundred and something maybe episodes or something like that by the time you hear this. Uh and what we do is we read books that we think will be bad. We're not always right about that, but uh we review books, we just talk we just have casual conversations about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we thought about the book. Um, I don't know. I guess we're generally kind of left-leaning weirdos. Uh, kind of fits in. Yeah, just if you want to hear <laughs> two people talk about weird books that we read all the way through. I'm yeah. beating this drum now every time we plug our stuff. It's we true. read the whole damn thing every single time. Yeah, every two and weeks it's we impressive. read the book. It's, it's impressive. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of books that we've read that people might know about. Um, that Twilight book, from Edward's perspective. Oh, Midnight God. Sun. Oh, yeah. God, that? you guys, I remember yeah. now. Good. And hey, that was my first experience with, with Twilight, and I was real sad. And that's crazy, because I think it was actually better than the main books. Wow. Uh, ooh, wow. That's saying something. Uh, yeah, Growing Around has been popular. Uh, Poe Tactics, po also Tactics. very popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an old episode. I honestly, I don't know. That was like seven years ago. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm just, trying to You know, go, just go check us out on your Maradonia. local. Maradonia. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Just go check us out. Read the titles of the episodes. Pick something that interests you. Yeah, there's a, something for everybody in there. Yeah. Dive in. You even learn Splash the, around. How to drink don't water. Don't sit in the chair. Don't, or do if don't, you're into don't do that. Uh, yeah, you guys can be found wherever fine podcasts are found. Yep, or terriblebookclub.com. All right. <laughs> if you enjoyed the audio engineering, sound design, and music used in this episode, and would like to use it in your own projects, you should email chris.rasmusowitz at gmail.com. That's C H R I S dot R A M U S I. E-W-I-C-Z at gmail.com or visit oselkaaudio.com. That's O-S-E-L-K-A audio.com. If you would like to suggest episode topics or just say hello, you can email us directly antiquesfreakspodcast at gmail.com. You can post in our Facebook group Antiques Freaks Friends or you can tag us on Tumblr antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com. If you would like to listen to deleted scenes or listen to our special bonus episode presentation of the Victorian Penny Dreadful Varian the Vampire, 
you can hit up our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks. Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. And thank you in particular for listening. Au revoir!